everybody. Welcome to Save Your Sorry. I am Katrina Rochelle, and I am here with my co-host and best friend, Jose Angel. You going to say hi? I, I was. Hello. I know I wasn't patient, but you know, I'm just trying to get them a pleasantry started. We got a show. You're like, come on, say your line. <laughs> this is a regular episode, just as any other, but just like we stated before, when we get an update on a celebrity we've already previously covered, we do want to kind of give a brief update about the situation as a whole and then give our opinions on it. And today we do have an update on one of our previous episodes. Uh one of our best ones and our first. Jose's going to talk a little bit more about it. Yes. Today we have an update on former funny man, Bill Cosby. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I was channeling my inner Nancy Grace. <laughs> if you haven't listened to our first episode, you can do that now to get a fuller understanding. Bill Cosby was imprisoned in 2018 for the sexual assault of Andrea Tomstand. He was sentenced to three to 10 years on May 11th of this year, 2021. His parole was denied because he refused to attend therapy for sexual violent predators because he maintained his innocence and said he did not need it. And just a few days ago on June 30th, 2021, Bill Cosby was released from prison and his charges have been vacated. Mm. This does not mean they found him innocent. The reasoning behind this was when Andrea Thompson sued Bill in a civil court the DA told Bill if he testified, it would not be taken to criminal court. Which, okay, the DA should have not told Bill that. But they could have retried Bill and just not use his testimony. Mm-hmm. As of right now, he can no longer be tried for this. Yeah. Bill did a press conference letting his lawyers speak for him, but he did stand with them. I wonder if there was a reason for him not speaking. For the most part, it seems most people are surprised and outraged that Bill Cosby got out. Yeah, except for every once in a while, you come across a, a, a knucklehead. Like, not they're, they're celebrating he's getting free, but they're not looking at it. Like, no, he's not free because they cleared him, bro. It's a whole different it's a very nuanced, intricate situation. But the man, in my eyes, is still guilty, guilty, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> One of those knuckleheads is his former co-star, Felicia Rashad. Oh, she- we're saying it so. <laughs> <laughs> she tweeted, finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. Mm. Which I get why people are mad at Felicia for saying this because, you know, she's not really taking into consideration the victims. Exactly. But Bill Cosby was her friend for so long and I don't want to excuse her, but at the same time, I'm not really going to hold it against her. I'll hold it all up on her. (laughs) I don't know. It's just like, because I've heard, I've heard her speak. I've heard the way she's carried herself she's carried herself and she's a very intelligent, wise woman. And I really do love her. Like I really do consider her a very great role model, somebody who you don't have to model yourself as, but like you can take tidbits of her advice and her journey and use it for your benefit. So it's very disappointing that, I mean, the thing, I don't know, you want people to speak their mind. So you, you do. So it's like, okay, at least you know where she stands. But it's disappointing to learn her stance. Uh, If you want to support Bill Cosby, Bill Trash Cosby, do what you want to. But it's like she totally um, 
like I said before, she's she's missing the point of why he's being free. Yeah, things that he he he's been accused of have those things have not disappeared. Those have those have not like disappeared off the page in the paper. He's being released on technicalities because of a lawyer not doing their dumbass job. But it it has nothing to do with the victims and the victims are still going to have to deal with the fact that they thought this was sealed and delivered. Maybe it wasn't the sentence that they thought he deserved, but they thought this was finally put to bed. And it seems like their justice still keeps getting unraveled. Felicia did end up walking her remarks back a little bit. And she said, quote, my remarks were in no way directed towards survivors of sexual assault. I oppose sexual violence, find no excuse for such behavior, and know that Howard University has zero tolerance policy towards impersonal violence, which right now she just became the dean of Howard University. Uh I just think she probably released that statement. So she wouldn't be in trouble there. Someone who did speak out kind of towards Felicia was the original actress who played Aunt Viv on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Janet Hubert. Yeah, it? I think it's Janet Hubert. Yeah, she <laughs> she wrote Felicia. What are you thinking? I don't know you, but to say this was terribly wrong. Everyone knew what he was doing back then. How could you not? Get your umbrella, sister. Here comes the shit shower. I'm <laughs> outraged that he has been released. Yes, he's an old ass guilty man. She went on to say, "I would have said he's old. He's out, and I'm happy for him." but he's still guilty. I know five women who have not come forward. Enough, y'all. We know better. Powerful men do wrong things, black or white. Mm. That's funny because I I will say I did. That's how I kind of felt when we talked about Bill Cosby the first time was it's like, he's in jail. He's old as hell. You feel bad about that part, about possibly living your last years in jail but that was the only thing i felt bad about if, if he still did those actions he still deserves that so yeah i felt the same way as janet did so yeah he's out i mean good for him but that does not change no anything it really does not so that is our update as of now with bill cosby on a later date i do want to retouch the whole scandal or maybe redo it because i feel like we have grown in the few weeks since then Mm -hmm. and i feel like we possibly could do the episode better and expand on it so eventually add a few people that we didn't eventually i want to retouch it but i definitely think so (laughs) and now more (laughs) and now more today we have a different person a different scandal a different ass to put in the hot seat (laughs) so Today's celebrity scandal is about Maiden Kelly. Ah. It's on the lighter side, but I watched the movie Bombshell and I wanted to know more about Maiden. We will not be getting into the sexual harassment claims on today's episode against Roger Ailes. I do at some point want to research Roger Ailes and hopefully provide you guys with an episode. So I got most of my information from Maiden Kelly's book, Settle for More, from thecut.com and from decider.com. And honestly, it wasn't a bad book. I kind of enjoyed it. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. I was just being biased. Bias. <laughs> yes. I just say bias. I don't know what I said. <laughs> so Maiden was born November 18, 1970. Another Scorpio. I feel like so far we have covered a lot more Scorpios than anything else. 
I know. And what kills me is that since I know so many Scorpios, the ones I really haven't liked that much are really Scorpios. Mm -hmm. Mm. Better watch your back. I know. I got to look at my family sideways. (laughs) I wonder if that's going to continue to be a trend, but we shall have to wait and see. Yeah, we need to have a little whiteboard marker. Yeah, and keep track. Mm -hmm. She was the third and youngest child, having one older sister and one older brother. Her father was a college professor and her mother was a nurse. From reading and listening to her book, her childhood was pretty normal. She said they would sit around the dinner table and her dad would ask them about their day. And when she would go to tell her, go to tell her dad about today, she would just ramble on and her siblings would be like, please make her stop. And the dad would be like, if you had your turn, now it's her turn. She would tell her dad, speak English because he would use such big words when she was a child. And he would say, quote, I will not lower my vocabulary to reach yours. You must raise yours to reach mine. Which I really like that quote. I, for some reason, I think you should kind of talk to kids with big words. It kind of helps them. And I think it really did help Megan because no matter what you think about her, she is a great speaker. Yeah, but <laughs> imagine her father yelling that shit at her at five years old. I don't think he was yelling. I think you need to more... stop being so superfluous. Daddy, what does that mean? I will not lower my vocabulary to a five-year-old. You need to catch up. I think it it helps you learn (laughs) your words. That is true. I'm just being a shit, but that's funny. So Maiden goes on to say about her family. My family raised me in an upstate New York with the core message, be whoever you are. The person may or may not be extraordinary. We're not going to lie to make you feel better but we will love you no matter what. And it just seems like a nice little home. I will tell you this right real quick. So this is coming out her book. Yes. Settle for more. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Don't be plugging her shit. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) But this is coming out her side. And this sounds perfect, but this sounds exactly like what Megyn Kelly of now would say that her life was back then because it fits her. Um, her narrative of how her career has gone. I need another childhood friend or sibling to confirm these stories because I'm not, I feel like it's a little 50% bullshit. Okay. I, I, I feel like maybe she got on them rose colored glasses like a lot of people do when they look back on their childhood. Because I'm just saying, that does sound like a real nice home. Uh, I would love that home. I want to be in that home. <laughs> I don't know if that was all her, her home. I got to be honest with you. A lot of like her little stories seem to have like a message of, you know, no participation trophies. We do everything, you know, just the made in Cali agenda. Exactly. And that's what she does now. Like we ain't, we don't give free rides. So uh, she would have to make her family have that. Otherwise she would be like, damn, you just came out of nowhere with that. Such an ass. Yeah. So in seventh grade, Maiden says one minute she was popular in a group and the next she was being bullied. It went on for a year, and she never really found out why. She says she was a little overweight and had gap teeth and acne, acne like all teens do. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just kids being mean, but she doesn't know what started it. She just knows that it happened, and she would pretty much have to run from class to class to avoid being bullied in the hall. And the bullying was just like verbal bullying and like spitballs, but Maiden feels like it kind of changed her. She put up walls not to get hurt again and kind of stole her innocence. She realized people can be cruel for no reason. And it's a 
part of life, but it shall pass. And I shall take all that cruelty and take it on myself. She goes on to say, quote, I can handle people who are dumb, lazy, or generally annoying. But one thing I cannot and will not tolerate is a bully. The bullying stopped as quickly as it started. All it took was one girl to sit by her and be her friend. Maiden's back with her friend group, and by eighth grade, she has voted most popular girl in high school. By high school, she had her teeth fixed and lost about 15 pounds. Oh, so she conformed and became fake. Sounds about right. <laughs> One of the reasons I picked Maiden Kelly for today's topic is just because I wanted you to shit talk. Uh, you know it's coming because it's like... It, this, this shit don't make no sense. I'm 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 seeing A, I'm seeing point A, and I'm seeing point B, and the shit ain't lining up. <laughs> I, I was I was popular on top of the world, and then I wasn't. <gasps> All it took after a few weeks of pure hell, this girl sat next to me, and I was back on top. Fixed my teeth, got proactive, and I put those bitches back in line, and I won my crown. That's what I heard you just say. I didn't hear what you said, but that's what I heard. (laughs) December 15th, 1985. Maiden by this time is the only child still living at home, but her brother Pete and sister Suzanne are on break from college. And Maiden really wants the same class ring her friend is getting. But her friend's getting the more expensive one. So her father tells her no. They kind of argue back and forth about it in the kitchen. And her dad is like tired of arguing over it and walks toward the living room. And she sees him sitting on the couch looking at the Christmas tree. And Maiden just storms up to her room mad because it's like, you know, the high schooler thing to do. <laughs> Later that night, Suzanne, her sister, wakes her up and says her father has had a heart attack. The ambulance, oh, damn. <laughs> the ambulance rushes him to the hospital, but there is nothing they can do. And Maiden's father sadly does pass away. Oh, that's fucked up. This makes Maiden feel her own mortality. Her dad was pretty young when he died. And so Maiden really starts thinking to take care of herself and has a sense of urgency that she has to do something with her life. She didn't at this point really know what she wanted to be. She just knows she wants to be successful. Damn, I ain't gonna let it fuck me up. I'm gonna shut up for a little bit. (laughs) Dealing with that family death is no fucking joke. And if you, if you, your last interaction isn't the isn't a happy one, it it tends to fuck with you. Or if you don't really remember what your last interaction was, it really fucks with you. But yeah, so I can't really talk about that. Maiden goes to Syracuse University because her mom went there and her father taught there and she applies for the journalism program but she does not get it so she goes into the political science program maiden plans to switch to the journalism program but then she kind of falls in love with the law she loves to argue she loves public speaking so she does end up going to law school after graduating law school she's a lawyer for about seven years she gets married to a doctor but she just feels like even though everything is right on paper Something is still missing. Girl, and the- what's missing? You married a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and the 18-hour day she's working is not bringing in the joy like they used to. One night, Maiden is watching Oprah in a rerun of Dr. Phil's on, and he says, quote, the only difference between you and someone you envy is you settled for less. 
Oh. This really clicked for Megan. At 32 years old, Megan decides she wants to be a journalist. She wants to settle for more. <laughs> settle for more. <laughs> it's not like she can just break into that. She mm-hmm. tries calling agents, but they're not really into her. Then she meets a woman named Meredith while, ta- while taking a guitar class. Meredith happens to be a freelance journalist and tells Maiden to make an audition tape, and she helps her do so, and Maiden ends up landing uh, local TV news reporting. And at first, she is only part-time. Around 10 months, she is offered full-time. Okay, moving up the ladder. And at this time, you know, when she was part-time, she was still being a lawyer, but when Mm -hmm. she's Offered full-time, she decides if she can be full-time here, she might be able to be full-time somewhere else. So she does end up applying at Fox. That's smart. She said, y'all giving me these full-time hours. I ain't really, y'all ain't on that scale. She said, I'm trying to get to the mountaintop. Exactly. And love him or hate him, Fox usually does rate number one. Yeah, they, they, they really know how to rake up the hate views and the love views. They get them both. Yes. So in 2004, she applies to Fox. She does end up getting the job and her star starts rising. Mm-hmm. She also divorces her first husband, Dan, at this time. Oh, no, not the doctor. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so she kind of, you know, transformed her life. She had one life where she was a lawyer and she was married and then she becomes a journalist she ends up being married later i didn't really include him in the story but what 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 is we have to figure out what he does oh like did she did she dump her doctor for like a kept man some who like he his job ain't touching hers or she wanted to marry somebody on her level i just it's just funny i would just feel like it would give me an insight on what she thinks we'll update you next episode no, I know the answer. <laughs> oh, tell me now. We'll update you now. Let us know. Well, he is a journalist now. Mm-mm. Not, he not a journalist. A research. Not, sorry, not a journalist. He has wrote, written a book. He's a writer now. Um, okay, he'd be writing research. <laughs> I was like, look at me all trying to discredit somebody. I just want to talk shit. <laughs> yes. Um, I forgot where I was at. Okay, I'm sorry. So she, she, she transformed her life. She, she became transformed a her life. Yes. The Phoenix is risen. Mm-hmm. In 2010, Maiden did her own hosting show called American Live. It's a two-hour show. On October 7, 2013, Maiden Kelly has a new show on Fox called The Kelly Files. Mm. So we have built up Maiden long enough. Let's see how she falls. Yeah, crumble! <laughs> In December of 2013, there is an article out by... Aisha Harris on Slate titled Santa should not be a white man anymore. And <laughs> I'm sorry, this is, a, this is a funny headline. I'd read it. Yeah. Aisha suggests making Santa a penguin instead of a white man. On May oh, sh- that's where this was going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, finish. On Maiden show, the Cali Hour, Maiden says, for all you kids watching at home, Santa is white. He just is. <laughs> Aisha wants <laughs> Aisha wants to make Santa black, which, side note, she does not want to make Santa black. I read the article because it's still up to this day, and she does say she wants to make him a penguin. And Maiden goes on to say, quote, just because it made you uncomfortable doesn't mean it has to change. Jesus was a white man, too. It's like we have 
He's a historical figure. That's a verifiable fact, as is Santa. I just want kids to know that. End quote. Uh, she said, I don't care what color your kids are. Tell them that they're fucking Jesus and their Santa's white and tell them shut up. Exactly. Fact, so, if they want to complain, talk about that motherfucking two fair. She's blonde and blue eyed, bitch. So it's like, fuck all those little black and brown kids. But yeah. so if you, uh, if you thought your Santa or your Jesus spoke your language and looked like you. Oh, boy. Are you mistaken? All right. You see that? You see that toasted ass uh, saltine cracker? That's your Jesus. And. The whole point of the article, which Aisha was making a good point, Aisha Harris, was it should be a penguin. So then these little kids are looking at the Santa and saying, why is Santa white and not feeling like left out Mm. or feeling like their black Santa is not the real Santa. So a penguin would help solve all that. (laughs) It's an interesting concept, but it's like, damn, she came out. (laughs) She wrote (laughs) She read the first headline and she was done. Yes, exactly. So, of course, Maiden was criticized for this, but she responds by saying that she made an offhand jest and it says two things. One, race is still an issue in this country. And two, Fox and Maiden Kelly have a target on their backs, Mm. which is not an apology. But, I mean, her viewers are not going to give a shit about that. The people complaining are not watching her on Fox. August 6, 2015, election season, and Maiden Kelly is moderating the first Republican primary debate. She asked Donald Trump if someone with his temperament should be qualified as president and brings up the name calling of women like fat pig, slob, and dogs, you know, triple, typical Trump stuff. Yeah. And Trump tries to joke out of it, but Maiden does not let him. Trump says, honestly, Maiden, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I've been very nice to you, although I could have possibly not be based on the way you have treated me, which is a typical Trump response. He's like, bro, answer that goddamn question, you bastard. Oh, I hate Trump, too. So after the debate, Trump goes on his Twitter and, you know, now he's banned from Twitter. But back then, he- <laughs> now you got to send out carrier pigeons and shit for his thoughts. Back then, he lived on Twitter. So he starts trashing Maiden, saying how she was a bad moderator, and he's retreating stuff calling her a bimbo, and, you know, just retreating all these things. Damn. See? And you see why we asked that question? <laughs> <laughs> a day later on CNN tonight, Trump calls in, and he's talking about Maiden. He says, you could see there is blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her, whatever. <laughs> So if from that quote. talking about her periodically. Okay. That's what I was about to ask you. From that quote, what do you think he's saying? He's definitely talking about her menstruation cycle, but he, I think he he got pumped up at the end and said, let me shut the fuck up. (laughs) So that is what many people took it to, you know, mean. And Uh Trump later tried to walk this back and say, he was going to say nose or ears or something. He's she's got blood coming out, or you just grab him by the you know that one. So at this point in the book, Maiden calls her life at this time the year of Trump. It was a time where she was getting death threats, calls for boycott. Her phone number got leaked, and people were leaving her voicemails. She had to up security 
But it was kind of a double-edged sword. During this year of Trump, her show, The Tally Files, has its highest ratings. Mm -hmm. She might be losing the more far-right or the Trump-supporting viewers, but she is gaining people that want to tune in and see if she is going to say anything about Trump. And people, mainly women who are rallying for her and are not Trump fans or more independent voters are going to like see what she's saying. Cause they feel like maybe after how she was treated by Trump or how she questioned Trump, she might be different or she might be, um, I don't know, softener. About, Cause I, that's the only reason I can see other people who are not aligned with her views are watching hers. Cause they feel like maybe she softened up or they do feel bad about that whole situation. Or they just want to see if she's going to say something, like you said. Yeah. I just find it funny that I feel the same people who are calling for Maiden to be boycotted because she is reporting on Trump's sexist and chauvinist remarks Mm -hmm. are most likely the same people that are bitching about cancel culture today. (laughs) Bro, that whole cancel, cancel culture, shut the fuck up. I'm going to do whatever I want to because these celebrities do whatever they want to. Cancel (laughs) them if you want to. Don't cancel them. Hold them accountable if you want to do it because you know why? I don't have as much money as them, but I got internet. So I'm going to say what I fucking (laughs) want. So Megan has to deal with tweets and comments for Trump about a year. And it's not a back and forth. It's Trump just attacking her Mm. until she finally reaches out And they have a meeting and it kind of patches it all up. She says she felt like she was in seventh grade again and being bullied. But this time the bully was Trump. And it's embarrassing. Like if that cooled them down, she like she had to ask for a meeting. This. Oh, that's that's terrible. She said she like because it would you know, she he would be tweeting about her making comments and then it would stop. And then out of nowhere, he would start tweeting again, and then yeah, he like even he pulled out of a debate because he's like, well, Megan Kelly's going to be there. I'm not going to be there. And then when it was like a down period again, she like decided to reach out because if you are an anchor on Fox, you need access to, at the time, he was going to be the Republican nominee and then mm-hmm. the future president. Like, you need the access. So she just yeah. had to do her job. Exactly. But I thought, I just think it's, it's kind of messed up on the fact that we obviously know at this point in time uh, that Trump just couldn't be policed. He couldn't be stopped. But it's like his campaign, his advisors, nobody was like, OK, you can calm down and just just have have uh, still waters. But she she the one who's getting attacked in the situation has to uh, initiate a meeting, a peace meeting is, is I just think it's bullshit, especially the whole double standard of her being a woman and being a man. Like, bro, you're abusing me verbally and I have to uh, initiate a meeting to get it to stop? Punk bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So later when Maiden was on the Ellen show, she says Trump was a clarification on her life and shone a light that made her realize she didn't want her journalism to just be about politics. And being on Fox, it was going to be mostly about politics. Yeah. So she does end up leaving Fox when her contract is up, but moves to NBC. And while at NBC, she's not as popular. I I, I was a little tuned in for this era, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, honestly, I never really heard of Maiden Kelly before this time period. Um, I think she 
did get more popular because the whole kind of anti-Trump thing. Mm-hmm. Um, people were seeing her in a different light, yeah. but her time at Fox kind of taints her. Megyn Kelly identifies as an independent, but for the general consensus, she is a She's conservative. A conservative. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I never known <laughs> that thing. But I, I would say, like you said, yes, Fox News kind of taints her, but I think um, as far as her moving, how I uh, when she stopped going to Fox, she wasn't the the big popular person at NBC like she was at Fox. And what got her to NBC, like you said, all that, uh, the perception of the whole Trump feud and all that stuff uh, and her deciding to change her narrative of her uh, journalist career and go to NBC, uh, got her there. And then when she got to NBC, she was still basically Fox News Megan and people weren't going for that. Yeah, so leaving Fox for a more left-leaning news station, she definitely needed to rebrand, and it did not go over that well. No. So September 26, 2017, when the cast of Will and Grace come on, a fan goes on and she says, is it true because you you became a lawyer and you became gay because of Will? And I think that's what the fan said. And But she ends it with, I don't know about the lawyer thing, but... The Will and Grace scene and the gay thing is going to work out. And she laughs, and it's not that even bad. But just because Maiden is who Maiden is, I think it rubbed people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Actress Deborah Messing, who stars in Will and Grace, when asked on Instagram why she went on Maiden Tally show, she said she didn't really know it was going to be Maiden Tally. And she regrets going on and is dismayed by her comments. Mm, I, I will put a little asterisk. Uh, Deborah Messon's on her own bullshit right now herself. <laughs> so we'll take a pinch of this salt. <laughs> but yeah, it, I agree. But when her show was still new, when this was happening, it just did not go over well. Go over well. Like she's brand new and then this happens. And it honestly, I feel like if it was anyone else, no one would even blink an eye. It's a corny joke that doesn't even mean anything but <laughs> he got tainted history yes it's like you know if you're friends with someone you can make a joke with them but once a stranger makes that joke it's like who the fuck are you mm-hmm. like uh mean girls you know too gay to function it, she repeat, exactly she, she repeated that shit put it in a burn book oh my god <laughs> i didn't have a clearance to say that now everybody know exactly so september 27 2017 Jane Fonda is on the Made in Cali show promoting her film Our Souls at Night with Robert we, Redford. Uh, and we stand, we stand Jane Fonda. We love Jane Fonda over here all day, yes. day. twice a day. I love Grace and Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to start with you. <laughs> so Made in Cali decides to bring up Jane Fonda's previous cosmetic surgery. And Jane was not having it. <laughs> There's a pause, and then Jane says, do you really want to talk about this right now? And you can just tell she's annoyed with the question. Mm-hmm. And she says she's here to talk about the movie. It's just such a cringe moment. And me being me, I love it. 
Yeah, I, I was definitely, I caught that on Twitter. Uh, and like you said, if you love a little cringe, you should definitely look up the moment. It satisfies. It was just so, I could not, be- it was just so awkward, especially like you said, with the, the brief pause, like, did this bitch really just? Yeah, like, Jay, just <laughs> look, and it's like, oh my goodness. And Shoot. Jane Fonda later goes on to tell during an interview with Variety that the question was, inappropriate and it just shows that maiden is not that good of an interviewer she says you are not that girl (laughs) (laughs) she was not the one (laughs) honestly if anyone else probably would have asked jane fonda the question though i don't feel like jane fonda would have had (laughs) the same response in my opinion i I feel like anybody else would know better that if you were going to ask jane fonda a question like that it had to come from some it would have to be a question and then your surgery you know your plastic surgeries would be a leading question like you can't be the not the first if i know you got a new buffalo ass and we're talking about your book. My first question ain't going to be like, oh, I see your, your backyard done grown in size. Like, I ain't going to just talk. It's got to be like something leading up to a purpose of asking that question. Like, damn, I'll be looking at you sideways, too, even if I just got off the, the table. I know in a lot of interviews that celebrities give, they have like topics they can discuss. I don't know why Made in Tally didn't ask Jane Fonda, can I discuss this? Or maybe they already had that conversation and Jane Fonda was like, bitch, you got amnesia. (laughs) 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 So, okay. That was September 27, 2017. Okay. On January 22nd, 2018. I guess this was after the variety interview made a response on her show saying Jane has been open about her surgery before. So it wasn't inappropriate. And the movie is about, older people and most 80 year old women don't look like Jane Fonda. Maiden goes on to say how she is not going to be lectured on what is offensive by the likes of Jane Fonda and brings up Jane's photos from the Vietnam war. And she looked damn good in those photos. <laughs> well, she's saying, I know, if you don't know Jane Fonda's past, you know, she protested the Vietnam war mm-hmm. and I, do you think Megan was out of pocket for this one? Like, should she have brought up? I think Megan was uh, being a little defensive. She was just being defensive and uh, scary. Like, <laughs> uh, she done ripped me one in this magazine and basically told me I wouldn't shit. So now I got to come back at her and be like, girl, you know, everybody done pulled that face back. And that's basically what she wanted to say on her show. And she, I think she just felt embarrassed. She felt embarrassed and she felt defensive. And she said that and she, she looked dumb for saying it, but she, maybe it was her pride that made her say that because <laughs> I would have shut up after I got embarrassed by Jane Fonda. If JF embarrassed me, I'm shutting up. After, I think it said after, so that's January 22nd. I think on January 23rd, she like took the day off for some reason. And, she had to write down her script. And <laughs> <laughs> then... She never brought it up again. So the Jane Fonda made in Tally feud ends right there. Ends with a whimper and not a bang. <laughs> October 23rd, 2018. Maiden on her show is talking about Halloween costumes. How you can't wear some. And they point out some like cowboy, nun, anything Mexican, sombrero, maracas, and Native American costumes. 
And for some reason, Maiden has to ask, but what is racist? Because people get in trouble for putting on blackface if you're a white person for Halloween and mm-hmm. whiteface if you're a black person. The other people on the show are just like, yes, yes, that's racist. And Maiden says it was okay when she was a kid. She circles back on the topic w- saying a real housewife dressed as Diana Ross and people took offense because the real housewife skin that bitch was, was dipped in so- Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Maiden says she doesn't see a problem with it. She ends the segment with, I can't keep up with the number of people we are offended by just being normal people. Yeah, she's just a little white girl who never knew anything about boundaries or... Uh, these racial injustices and all this racism or she just was blind to talking about it was okay back in the day no it wasn't okay then and people were probably still speaking out about it then but it wasn't on such a wide scale and we weren't able to physically identify like a lot of these people and you know what it is kind of true I'm not gonna lie I did get more offended about Halloween as I got older but that's because my eyes opened more like you see these people who it's, it's a day to dress up and they will do it. Well, some people use that opportunity to demean races and cultures instead of just dressing up like, okay, you want to be a cowboy, but the black face or the exact, or, or the, uh, the Indians wearing these sacred things that you don't need to uh, the makeup uh, you're black, but you're in a jail suit. It's weird. At first, I kind of felt like Megan didn't know better, but then I really thought about it. She was born in 1970. If she doesn't know better about blackface, she's not only ignorant, she's willfully ignorant. She's not trying to learn. She's living in this white bubble and there's no excuse for it. So she ain't got no colored people in her circle. And by color, I mean anybody besides the color white. She they are not in her inner circle, her outer circle. She didn't know nothing. Probably didn't meet her first, her first black person that didn't have to work or uh, uh for I don't know when she met him. Yeah, <laughs> ain't no she, color she, in this building including you. Including you. Like she act like she ain't never met somebody of a different race uh lifestyle besides her everybody who she's ever met and interacted with her life in her life is just like her she's never seen these obstacles and problems that minorities had to go through and she's never seen the challenges and all the ways and this is conspiracy katrina talking all the ways the government has tried to commute <laughs> corrupt these communities it's just but like, like i said bitch is a, re- a reporter if she's ignorant she's willfully ignorant she's not trying to learn so October 24th, 2018, Maiden issues an apology on her show. She says she's sorry and did not mean to cause any harm. It ends with a standing ovation from the audience. <laughs> and do they have that flash, like that applause sign that be flashing in the audience? <laughs> they they probably stand did. Up. Stand up now, please. But on October 25th, Maiden's show is canceled and Maiden is fired. And a standing ovation from Katrina in her bedroom. <laughs> She is halfway through her contract, but Maiden will still receive her $69 million pay. I did hear about that, too. She, I mean, low-key, she, she won the fucking lottery on that one. You ain't got to <laughs> work and you still get that pay? <laughs> and some places, when you work there as a reporter, they have like a no-compete clause or something, something like that. So if 
you if you're on one station, you can't go on another station mm-hmm. because then you'll be competing with them for ratings. And it's believed that Maiden Kelly's contract at NBC did not have that. So she can do what she wants. She's a free agent. Is that why she's uh, trying to do what she wants now? <laughs> yeah. I think if her ratings were higher, she would have bounced back. I don't yeah, but know how. Yeah, watching that dumpster fire. Yeah, like, yes, it was offensive to say what she said, but it's in the grand scheme of things, she could have just came out and been like, I'm so sorry. I've educated myself. I'm so much better now. And, you know, it would have been better if she had more ratings. Yeah, I think the problem is that she was she was just a two middle of the road. That she she wasn't goody goody nice, but she wasn't vicious mean. And when you're on one of the two sides of the spectrum, you're very much easier to sell and to renew. But when you're middle of the road, half bitchy, half sweetheart, and then you got these uh, um, co- controversies that aren't even bringing in the viewers. Yeah, it's like, what's the worth? You're giving us all this bad press, but we're not even benefiting from it. Exactly. With a left-leaning audience, Maiden was done for. And I think with Fox right now, she has to be 100% Team Trump, which she's not that either. Mm-hmm. So she has come out with a podcast. Oh, I... podcast buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a few episodes of her podcast to get more connected with her for researching this because I always wanted to get like a sense of who I'm researching. Mm-hmm. And Maiden is very intelligent. I, I do like her persona. But... Honestly, Maiden just needs to check herself and then check her privilege. Because as much as I wanted to like Maiden, I felt like I was not the audience she was talking to. It wasn't mm-hmm. us versus them. And sadly, I just felt like I was not one of the us. I was one of the them. Because it comes off to me that everything that she says, people are being too sensitive about. People are being, you know, too politically correct about. It's always about you know, white people can't do this anymore. That's how it comes off to me. And yeah, like back in my day, we, yeah, we, we had the Negroes on their own fountain. That, like everything she has a problem with, it just seems like, you know, the whole Santa thing, the mm-hmm. blackface thing. And if you watch those shows, you can find them on YouTube or wherever. Her panel of people she's talking to about it, all white. Not one person of color on that panel. Mm. it's it's not who she wants in the conversation i feel like she wants white people to talk about these issues and how they affect everyone and everyone in her circle is white so that's all that matters that's exactly what i think too yeah so that is where we leave off with megan um i don't know if she'll ever be as big as she was before i think her podcast is probably where she's gonna land I think she'll she'll probably bounce back. She'll probably get a, I think she'll get another show again, maybe even Fox News, especially if Trump don't run again. But we know that's probably not going to happen. He he'll he'll at least give it up, maybe another try. But I think she'll go back to a network and have a show soon. Maybe not right now, but soon because somebody's going to want a little pretty blonde lady to be their mouthpiece for something and i think just she kind of they're not the same but uh when you did the rachel hollis episode that this is kind of what it reminds me of rachel hollis uh, built her fan base and knew how to sell herself and her products even though i feel like maybe a lot of that stuff was trash 
to her audience and they gobbled it up. And I think Megan Kelly has learned to do the same, whether she's bounced back or not. She still has her core fan base who are listening to her, just digging deep, breathing in all that <laughs> crap that she, she's taken. So um, she knows they're going to follow her, whatever. They're going to do whatever. They're going to bring their friends in. So, yeah, she got the podcast. Maybe she get a show. She'll always have people listening to her. She'll always have influence. It's just a matter of, um, is it any good? Is it any, is it, is it for, is it for the betterment of anybody or is it just hot air? It's funny that you mentioned Rachel Hollis, because I was thinking when I was reading Settle for More, how it was more of a self-help book than Girl, Wash Your Face. At least to me, it was. Um, I think it's because how you can change your life at any time. And she does speak about motherhood, which I didn't re- relate to, but I, every time I watched you know, uh, made in Cali interview or was listening to the podcast. There's always something that's like, Oh, what'd she just say? Like, you know, she, I'm not her audience, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she wants me to be her audience. Yeah, it's she's like, the yeah. us versus them. I hope there's not any Mexican <laughs> men listening to this. They'd be really out of touch. <laughs> um, I guess that's all we have for made in Kelly. Yeah. 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 You know where I could see her? Speaking of another maiden, what? Maiden McCain is now leaving the view. She could go on the view. Oh my, oh bro, first of all, no. <laughs> I, we just got rid of that, Megan. We don't need another one. But I, I was kind of happy about that one too, because <laughs> Megan McCain is a McCain, and that's about it. Just get her out of there. A uh, girl ain't did nothing but use her name. <laughs> oh, let me shut up because I'm about to say some mean <laughs> shit. But I'm just going to say. But uh, you know they need a conservative on there. and that made That's true. Fit, you know? That's true. And she proved to be decent until she started saying some of the most dumb, non-fact check stuff. And then she started lying about dumb stuff that people, <laughs> when she lied about, uh, uh, what did she say about. Are you talking about happening? McCain or Kelly right now? I'm talking about McCain. Okay. Oh, dang. I did switch up. We'll talk about McCain one other time, but I don't like neither one of the Megans. Uh, I don't think I know anybody named Megan that I liked. I'm sorry if I met you. Marco? No. I ain't met her, though, but she cool. Uh. She cool. I like you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe one Megan got it. Oh, Megan the Stallion. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we do have to end this episode, but before we do, we like to end it on a positive note with some kind of media that we relate to in some way, somehow, some form. Do you want to go first? somewhere okay um yes i was thinking okay so you said journalists and i was like ah okay so it brought me back to i want to say junior year of high school and you got to pick your elective and all the good electives were taken (laughs) and one was still up and it was journalism and i said why not i took it my teacher's name, Miss Sanders. Um, people loved her. I didn't really like her. Uh, maybe it wasn't because I was on her team, but whatever, that's irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> one of the only good memories I have in journalists uh, class was the movie we watched, and it was Shattered Glass. And basically, um, it's about this young uh young white man, journalist, writer, working for a newspaper or company or whatever. And he's got all these great stories, these polarizing stories. And he comes across this one story 
and it's just so great. But they're trying to get him to fact check it and, you know, tell him everything. And it basically just comes uh, it, it you just find out he lied about everything. He's been. Ooh. Yeah, he's just been uh, either plagiarizing or completely making up things or exaggerating things. And it's just kind of an interesting film about how it all happens, you know, how the process goes, especially back then, because this is a. This is a, the film was in 2003, but this based on a true story was like back in the 80s and 90s where the technology wasn't as great as it was. So, you know, fact checks and stuff like that, if they didn't want to do it, they could just say they did it, but they, you know, they didn't. So I just thought it was an interesting uh, film to, uh, when I first watched it, I've watched it like three times since. It's called Shattered Glass. It has Hayden Christensen in it, uh, Chloe Seventy, um, Peter Sarsgaard, some people that you may or may not know it. But it's just a really interesting story, and it's great how it all unfolds and how he's found out. And since we were talking about Megan Kelly, a fellow journalist, I felt I should bring it up. You know, I'm looking at the pictures of it right now. And I feel like I've seen this movie, but I don't think I remember it. Yeah, I thought it was just a really interesting type of movie. Let yeah, it definitely seems interesting. Yeah, watch the trailer one time and see if you 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 if you did see it or if you would like it. It kind you of looks like too. it kind of looks like one of those movies they would show you like in school or something mm-hmm. that's just on cable that I might have watched. Oh, yeah, it definitely looks like one of those uh, uh, channel flipping movies. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those shows I just put on just for noise. Yeah, been there. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours, sir? Oh, are, are you done with yours? Yeah, I just wanted to do mine really quick. Plus, I didn't want to, you know, I already ruined the story. But, you know, there's a journey. <laughs> spoiler alert. Hashtag never do it. I, I never tell them when I spoil it. You might as well. You should have already seen it. It's 2003, for God's sakes. I, I know. I hate when people are like, oh, you spoiled that movie for me. It's like, it's been years. Like, if, you're not, <laughs> if you haven't seen it now, you're never going to watch it. That, and that's true, usually. That's how I feel about, um, like, Breaking Bad or all those, like, popular shows I haven't seen. It's like, don't tell me. <laughs> okay. Now, to be fair, I haven't finished it. But why the hell haven't you not watched Breaking Bad? It's... Commitment issues. It I'm has not too lie. many seasons. And I'm like, I can't focus it- right now. Okay. We'll, we'll table this conversation. We'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really just stalling because I have no clue what my media is going to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the excellent bullshitter. I'm like, <laughs> going through my phone, like looking movies and looking up music. And I'm like, what is it? What is it? Um, oh yeah. The one, I did have to look up the cast members for Shattered Glass. I couldn't remember. But <laughs> So I'm looking at my bookshelf and I just want to pick a book. Oh, just so you know, Jose does have an extensive bookshelf. I've seen it with my own eyes. I have three bookshelves. Yeah. I was just talking about the main one that I like. Oh, Okay, (laughs) so the book I'm going to be talking about today on my book report is the book Less Than Zero. I have not read this book in a couple years. I did really love it when I feel like my party years, my party years. Mm -hmm. And it's about, it's by Brett Easton Ellis, who's one of my favorite authors. He's pretty problematic, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> I do like his work. And anytime, <laughs> I really don't try to look up authors that I like their work because they always end up disappointing me. And But I do like his work, so I've probably read all his books already. So Lesson Zero is about Clay, and he comes home from college, and all his friends are just party people. And they do really fucked up things, and Clay's just kind of like an observer. He just goes with the flow with it. Mm. And I kind of feel when I read it and I loved it so much, I think that's why I loved it because I was just an observer. I would go with the flow, you know me, go with the flow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, go with the flow. Um, Some things I am. So it was a time when I was partying a lot and that's what the book is about. And even though some fucked up things could happen, I didn't really say too much at the time. I just went with it. I. It's a really good book. It's a really messed up book. There's a sequel, but this one's better. There's a movie. Don't watch the movie. The movie's trash. (laughs) And and it's one of my favorite all-time books. And now that I'm looking at my bookshelf, I do want to talk about another book. The book, Animal Farm. It's also one of my favorite books. Hey, shout out to Animal Farm. I guess I'm doing two books today. And Animal Farm, if you haven't read it, it's there be spoilers. It's yeah. about on a farm and, you know, there's pigs and horses and cows and dogs. And they're the characters. And it starts off where the animals kind of revolt from the humans and they start their own, like, community on the farm. And at first, everything's fine and they just share everything. But then the pigs take over and slowly but surely they change all the rules until the pigs are in power. And it's kind of a good Thing to understand government and how it works in a very simplified way and we saw the play didn't we we saw the play together yes one of one of the few plays i remember most of it yes yes so i've always loved animal farm so those my early 20s i feel like i was like obsessed with those two books mm-hmm. and i bought you a shirt that you 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 lost or stained yes i might still have it somewhere i don't know but (laughs) those are my two medias um do you have anything to add before we wrap it up um yes i i'm i'm gonna do a book for my next media because you just reminded me of a book that got turned into like a show or movie that people hate yeah, you're never forget. You still haven't done Jennifer Lewis. No, and I'm not. I'm never going to do Jennifer <laughs> Lewis. That, that that bitch is in the vault now because I feel like I'm going to disappoint. <laughs> it's too built up. Um, yeah, I'll do Sister Act before I do Jennifer Lewis. <laughs> she was she was in Sister Act. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our show. If you like the show, please rate us five stars wherever you can rate us. Leave a review. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. But just leave us five stars. Uh-huh. You can reach out to us. You can share us your media, what kind of things you relate to. And we might read it on the show if we like it. And that's at saveyoursorry at gmail.com. It's spelled just like the podcast. You can see our Instagram where we post up our podcast, Save Your Sorry on Instagram. You can send us a dollar or two. Help us get better research. That is Cash App at Save Your Sorry. So Cash App, the dollar sign, Save Your Sorry, spelled just like the podcast and our twitter you can reach out to us there it's save your sorry but the your spelled you are 
Until mm. next time, next Saturday, we will see you. And that is all. It's been wonderful. It's been real. Bye. For real. <laughs>